Hello everyone. My name is Pikbona. And I'm so excited to be able to share the word with you today. We're in our series called Free at Last. And it's so good because we believe that through Jesus Christ we have freedom. So as we go into this message, I want to start with prayer. So let's pray. Father, you are God. We honor you. Thank you. Because of Jesus, we can have freedom. Holy Spirit, we pray. Speak to each one of us. May your word change our hearts. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. So the title of my message today is How Can I Live in Freedom? And we're going to look at Isaiah chapter 61, 1 to 3. ក៏មួយព្រះវិញ្ញាណរបស់ព្រះជាអមចាស់សម្ដែងព្រះអាទៃមេត្តាករណានិងពីថ្ងៃកំណត់ដែលព្រះរបស់យើងដាក់ទោ
so that God has anointed us that we can share the good news. And the verse chapter 3 says that we have been called oaks of righteousness that God has planted. And if God is the one who has planted us, that means our source is good. And if our source is good, that means that we are going to bear good fruit in the future. So I have three questions to ask you today. So my first question is why is the enemy our why is the devil our enemy? So when we receive Jesus as our Lord and as our King and we make God the priority of our lives that means the, that Satan looks at us and says, you are my enemy. And he's going to do everything in his power to make sure that we don't produce good fruit for God. And we know that the, the devil is not foolish. He's smart. And he has three main strategies that he uses against us. The first strategy is that the devil is an accuser. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. ពេលនោះខ្ញុំបានលឺសំលេងមួយបន្លឺយ៉ាងខ្លាំងនៅលើមេឋាឲ្យលោកនេះដល់ពេលព្រះជាម្ចាស់សង្គ្រោះមនុ
You have such evil thoughts. And so that's what the devil does. He's always accusing us like that. But God, he loves us and he's looking at us helpfully. And you know, God, he shows us our mistakes mercifully. Because when, but when we make mistakes, God, He looks at the cross. And He reminds us that He gave us grace on the cross. The cross reminds us that we began a new life with Jesus. And the cross reminds us that we can change. And this is the heart of God that He stands with us. The second point is that the devil is the father of lies. In John chapter 8, verse 44. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language. He is a liar and the father of lies. And we remember the story in, in the Garden of Eden. God had given Adam and Eve one simple command. Don't eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And then the devil came and he said, Oh no, that's not what he meant. He, he just doesn't want you to eat something good. So was it the tree that had the problem? You know what? It wasn't the tree that had the problem. And the, the, the issue was that they had plenty of food to eat. But what the enemy did, what the devil did was he, he accused what God said. said he said, is that really what God said? Is, is God really good to you? You think that God really has a good plan for you? And so the devil was definitely accusing what had God had said. And when we understand like that those thoughts come, we understand who that comes from. So, for an, a personal example in my life, when I began to preach the Word of God, there's so many times I heard the voice, you cannot be a preacher. You don't know the Word of God enough. You cannot 
ចោលវាមកគិតតែពីលួចផ្លនគិតតែពីសម្លាប់និងបំផ្លាញប៉ុណ្ណោះរាជខ្ញុំវិញខ្ញុំមកដើម្បីឲ្យមនុស្សលោ
Sometimes we have bad thoughts about something. And sometimes we get offended by people in the church. And sometimes we start bad relationships. Or we have issues in our families. And these things become things that just stink in our lives. It's garbage. And it does not make our lives better. And do you know what likes garbage? Rats. And if there's garbage, that's where the rats are going to go. So the rat comes. The rats like a spirit, like an evil spirit. And we say, in the name of Jesus, go. And you know what? When they hear that, it runs. But if we continue to hold on to our garbage, and we don't clean it up. The word of God says that if we send out an evil spirit and then it leaves and we don't clean up our area, then uh, and we don't be filled with the spirit, then the he will go get its friends and it will come back and make it worse than before. So then it's going to come back with like six friends. And and it's going to be a worse than before. And now it's going to come and be even more overpowered. And it will have power in our lives. So what can we do to get these Rats out. We have to clean up the garbage. So, for example, we're offended at somebody. And we're saying, we're going we're gonna to forgive them. And we say, I forgive you. And maybe there's somebody that's really hard to love. But the Bible says, love your enemy, bless them. It's so hard. I don't and I just say, all right, God, you say this, so I'm going to pray for them. And I choose to love them. And maybe there are some bad habits that we know we need to let go of. And we want to get rid of them. And we say, God, I choose to get rid of this habit. And we throw it out. And now we are free of garbage. So what's going to happen to the rats? They're going to get skinny. And they're not going to have ba. anything to eat. And they're just going to be skin and bones. There's nothing left ba. to eat. And they're just going to run away. Now, if there's nothing ba. left to eat, they get Chong all thin and they're just going to run off. Because as we get rid of this stuff, we 
we get rid of the things that keep the enemy attached because when we choose and we say yes to letting go of our sin and asking for forgiveness and we don't have that garbage left in our lives the enemy runs away in James chapter 4 verse 7 it says as we submit to God the enemy flees from us and this is the way that we can get freedom in our lives my last question. How can I protect myself and my family? In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 2. Sorry, verse 12. It says the word of God is like a two-edged sword that can divide the soul and the flesh. So it says the word of God the Bible is like a two-edged sword. And it is our weapon to fight against the enemy. So we can fight against the enemy by reading the word of God. But if we never read the word of God, and we don't spend that time with the Bible, then it's like trying to fight battles with a tiny sword. I'm ready to fight. I'm going to win. I'm going to win. But look at our sword. We don't know what God's will is for us to do. So we don't know how to receive victory. But when we have the word of God, like me in my life, when I received Jesus in my life, my faith was not yet strong. And there was a lot of different things going on with my relationship. But as I spent time really reading the word of God, it, it made my faith stronger. And then as I would face difficult circumstances and persecution, I was reminded of what the word of God says. And it was what really gave me the victory in Because some people think that the Bible is just a, a book for a religious book. It's just a book that people wrote. But we need to understand that it is not. It is the word of God that God used the Holy Spirit to anoint authors to write. 
and it is full of power. The word of God does not change. And we need to know that God does not change. And we need to understand that we need the word of God. And it's really important for us as believers that we memorize the word of God. Because as we face difficulties and bad circumstances, we can remind ourselves of what God has said about that. And we can declare the word of God. And we can receive victory because of it. In the Bible, it says that our worship is like a shield. We need to spend time to worship God. And worship is not just a feeling. Worship is going into the presence of God. But what if we don't take time to worship? It's like having a tiny little shield. It's like this tiny little shield. I sing a hallelujah. My weapon is my melody. But we'll look at our shield. It's so small. I sing a hallelujah. My weapon is a melody. Oh, I can't, I'm not a good singer. I shouldn't, I shouldn't sing loudly. But you need to understand. We need to understand the importance of worship in our lives. And for us as Cambodians, we love to sing. I think Cambodians sing beautifully. And even if we don't believe in Jesus yet, we already sing beautifully. Oh, so just imagine what happens when you become a believer. We can worship even more with our hearts to worship God. Because there is a power as we worship. So the truth of this, that is what reminds us of who God is. So how can we keep the freedom that we have? We are reminded of the cross of Jesus. And the cross reminds us that Jesus came to earth. He came from heaven and he died on the cross for us. That he could pay for the, the price for our sin. 
and give us freedom. And he was three days in the grave and then he rose from the dead. And this is the good news for each one of us. Because maybe we're here surrounded by different powers. And maybe we live in the fear of witchcraft or in the fear of evil spirits. But the good news is that Jesus came to give us freedom from these things. And what I want to invite you right now, maybe you haven't received Jesus into your life. Or maybe you once did, but you haven't lived it out. And if you want to receive true freedom today in your life, you can pray with me. Father, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sin. So that I can have freedom. I give you my life. The life that I have. To you, God, today. Lead me. To live. My life. In freedom. And I pray this. In Jesus' name. And I want to pray for you who really want to get free and you still have some sin in your life. And it's like that that garbage that we And we need the power of God to come in and help us through that. That he can wash us clean. So let's take some time to be quiet. Because I believe as we take time to be quiet, God can speak to us. Father, you are God. Thank you for the gift of life that you've given us. And through the price that you paid on the cross, you have given us all the freedom. And so I pray for this, these believers. If we live stuck in some way, Maybe it's in our habits. Or in the way that we're living. God, we ask for your help. Give us your power. That we can overcome. That we can live. In our lives. In freedom and victory with you. And thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name.